Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Hey, how are you? Welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening, then thank you so much for lending me your ears. And if you are back for another episode, thank you again for your continued support. If you're in business and like me, wear many different hats, then this is the show for you. If you're wanting more time, more money, less stress, more control, this is the show for you. Join me each week for a blend of conversation and solo episodes where we get real about business and talk about how best to navigate that emotional and financial roller coaster we find ourselves on without driving ourselves mad. This isn't your average small business podcast, but then who wants to be average? You ready? Let's get into it. Now, before we do, I just want to let you know of a unique opportunity I have open right now. I am in the midst of developing the Real Life Business Hub, an online platform combining self-paced business development content with regular group coaching calls and expert masterminds. I have a small group of business owners in there right now working through the content as I upload it and guiding me as to what would be really valuable to have in there. Now, I have a limited capacity for a few more beta hub members. So if this is something that you are curious to find out more about, head on over to reallifebusiness.com.au forward slash hub to find out all you need to know. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 32 of the Real Life Business Podcast, where this week I am really excited to be chatting with Rosalind Clare. Now, Ros is a professional photographer and educator who has been photographing families and couples for over 10 years. She's based in Tumut in the beautiful Snowy Mountains, a place where I also call home. In this episode, Ros shares her business story from first picking up a camera to where she is now with a loyal client base, a beautiful studio and a passionate community absorbing all her life and business lessons. Ros also talks openly about how motherhood changed both her life and her business and not for the better in the first instance. She shares the turnaround, proving that even in our darkest times, there are opportunities there if we choose to see them. I know you are going to love this conversation, whether you have had Roz in your world before or not. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Roz. I've been so excited to have you on because, you know, I know for certainly for our local business community, you are such an inspiration to so many people. And I'm not even sure you even realize the full extent of that. So I am thrilled to have you on. For those who haven't had the pleasure of coming across you and um, having you in their life, why don't we start by you sharing a little bit more about what it is that you do? Oh, I didn't know. You're so sweet. I didn't know you were going to say that. Um, Thank you. I'm really excited to be chatting to you today. And I know that we've spoken about this for quite a while. So I'm so, so, so excited. Um, So I'm Rosalind. I'm a photographer in Tumut. Uh, I have full-time business and I mostly photograph families and weddings uh, and branding sessions for small businesses around the local community. I've been full-time for since 2017 and been shooting for about 10 years now. So yeah. That's amazing how the time flies, hey? Yeah, (laughs) it it does. (laughs) 
I guess like there's, there's just, there's so much I want to ask. There's so much I want to get out of this um, conversation. I don't even know where to start, but how, what was it about, um, what was it about photography that made you start to think about creating a business around it? Yeah, I'm glad that you asked that question, actually. Um, so I said I've been shooting for about 10 years. So I was about 18 when I first picked up a camera. I was gifted one for my 18th birthday. And I think a lot of it came from being able to create something for someone and then make them feel really good about themselves. Mm. Um, I never really thought back then that it could be a business and that I could actually make a profitable, like profitable business and make money. I guess like 10 years ago, that was, you know, pre-social media, pre anyone being able to pick up a camera. And I just remember photographers that I did speak to and that I did reach out to, no one was encouraging. And so I never thought it would be a business. I never thought I could make it a thing. Um, But it was the making people feel really good. Um, Me being able to create something and turn something that didn't look great in everyone else's eyes, but then make it into magic almost. Um, And then that's kind of been the core of everything over the last 10 years. And then leading into the business is just being able to make people feel really good with something that I could create for them. Yeah. I think, you know, certainly like we, we've known each other a while now and, you know, we've had the, we've had the pleasure of having you photograph our family multiple times <laughs> and, you know, like, and I'm sure you come across this so often. There's me, enthusiastic mum going, yeah, let's get some photos. And then there's husband and two boys that are like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but you just, you just have this ability to connect with people and, you know, make people laugh and make people have fun and, and I think that's, you know, being really true to those sorts of values really it, it comes through in, in your work. It comes through in what you're able to produce. And, you know, I know I, for one, bang on about values so much. Is that something that's really important to you to, you know, to have fun, to, to make people feel at ease and at their best? Yeah. And I think too, like, it's really interesting that you say that that's like a value and that that's how you see it from the outside, but that's something that kind of like that's always come really naturally to me and it's not something that I've had to really think about too much. Um, I guess earlier on when I was younger and I didn't really know what I was going to do with this, I always thought that, you know, my bubbly personality and being a bit extra and being a bit loud and stuff was not a good thing and I think once I learned to lean into that, that's what makes me unique, but that's my superpower Mm. um, is where it was a bit of a light bulb. And I thought, no, 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 how you make people feel and your personality and how, you know, a bit loud and crazy and stuff that I can be when I'm shooting is that that's what makes my business and my brand and how I work so unique um so it is it is a value to make people feel good I don't ever want anyone to step in front of my camera and not feel confident and um you know you said like you're a mum mums have insecurities every actually everyone has insecurities but you know mums and women in particular I don't want anyone to step in front of my camera and feel like I can't help show them like how beautiful is a bit of a value but it's something that like I find quite natural it's it's like I I love what you said about um because it's something that I've personally gone through as well you know um you said about leaning into your personality and leaning into what's natural to you 
Because, you know, certainly for me, I know coming from like an accounting background, like I felt like I had to be very prim and proper and professional and correct and to the point. And and I felt like I felt like I didn't fit into the business mold. Like when I started to think about going out into business on my own, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, I've got to grow up. Um, I've got to suddenly become an adult and be a bit more professional. Have it, Did you like go through that as well? Like when you say lean into your personality, what kind of what have you learned about yourself through doing that yeah well I find that really interesting that you say that from your experience as an accountant you feel like that was not like you had to quote unquote change to be a business person whereas though me looking into you I would have thought oh no no you already know how to do that you like Claire already knows how to be professional and you know all those things but um you're right I have struggled with similar things in the past where I thought, you know, oh, I have to be a little bit extra fancy or I have to be doing X, Y, Z or um, talking to these people or friends with these people to be, you know, a successful business owner. And it's just really not the case. Um, And I found in the past when I have tried to avoid my personality and I've tried to kind of change who I am to think, oh, well, I think this is what people want from me. And I think that this is what the industry demands from a photographer. It's never worked out in my favor. Mm. It's whether that's been dealing with clients and trying to pretend to be something that I'm not to get a particular job or to um, shoot a particular way or a particular style. I'm like, oh, no, no, this is what the industry demands. Or, oh, no, this is what's trendy at the time. Um, It never works and it never, it just going that way, has never made me feel really good. And so like learning to lean into my personality and go, well, what you do and who you are is enough and you can still be successful. Um, But that only has happened in the last couple of years. Um, And success, I guess, and having a quote unquote professional business means something different to everyone. (laughs) Oh, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah. that is something. It's really interesting. Like I've always felt that. I've always believed that. But I think every single one of the conversations on this show that I've had that has come up, you know, when when we're trying to create something that we think we ought to be doing, yeah. We'll always, we'll always struggle. We're always going to hit brick walls. We're always going to hit challenge. And let's face it, freaking tiring. Yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, you know, and I don't know whether I've had this conversation with you before, but I didn't grow up with anyone around me in like my family or circle that had businesses or ran a business or was a business owner or even a, you know, a boss. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't know what that looked like. I was not conditioned with parents that had small businesses or anything so it was just all trial and error on my own (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it so okay so you first picked up a camera 10 years ago you didn't have the um, role models around you um, you know so you didn't have right at that stage right I'm going to develop my skills here and I'm going to go into business doing this tell us about that how did that happen yeah so like I said before that's all pre-social media pre you know, iPhones, (laughs) all those things. So in the beginning, it was, I'm just going to pick up a camera. I know that this makes me feel good. I know that I can make other people feel good. I remember actually um, picking up the phone book, like the yellow phone book and flipping to P for photographer and literally just starting at the top of the list and grabbing my mum's phone and making a phone call and going, I'm just going to call this photographer and ask if I can 
get some help or be a work experience kid. And most people either just laughed or said no, <laughs> you know, oh, wow. and it was go and get a degree or go to university or go and study this before you come back to me. And um, I knew that I didn't want to study. I knew that I didn't want to spend six years at university. And so photography for years was just kind of something that sat in the back of my mind it was something that I always kind of did on the side if someone asked for photos I'd say okay no worries I can do that for you um and it was never really something that I pursued full-time or you know properly as I say quote unquote properly um <laughs> until about 2014 2015 um when I moved to Tumut it was all just oh I'll figure that out later or I'll just wing it and pretend or I'll you know, be a brat, like a graduate of, you know, Google, um, <laughs> YouTube. Um, but yeah, it, it just evolved very organically, but over a very long time. Yeah. And then, so you went from, went from almost hobby to that first time you charged someone money. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. 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 So I only would have been like 18 or 19. Um, and I was working at Target at the time and I had a lady who I worked with who saw some photos that I took of a beach somewhere. <laughs> they were terrible. They were so bad. And um, she's like, oh, I really like that. Can you print that for me? And I was like, oh, sure. Okay. And she's like, I'll give you a thousand bucks to print me some photos. And I thought, whoa, $1,000. <laughs> well, I don't make that in six months, but okay, no worries. Um, and I remember printing these photos really poorly for her, um, delivering them to her home, having my mum drive me. Um, I didn't have a car. I think I had my licence, you know, driving over to her house and being like, here are your photos. And her going, okay, let's hang them up in the house. And she um, still has them in her house to this day. Wow. Um, I saw she sent me some photos not that long ago and said, do you remember when you did these for me? And I thought, yeah. And I just remember that feeling of you want what I have and you're willing to give me money. And I thought, and I don't have to do anything other than just be myself. And it's, such an <laughs> it's such an empowering feeling. And then, you know, so that was just prints, but I obviously photograph people. And then I remember one of my first paid portrait clients was around the same time. And they were also a family friend and they said, oh, we've got a family gathering. Can I pay you $50 to come take photos of the kids? And I thought, yeah, I can do that. And so obviously had my mum drop me off at some random's house and photographed all these kids and didn't know what I was doing. And, um, again, the photos are terrible and I still have them and I look back and go, ooh, cringe. But they were willing to trust me and they thought that what I was doing was good and that they obviously believed in me and my passion and they thought, here, I'll give you some money to do the thing. So that started really early on. But, um it didn't really get serious until, yeah, 2014, 2015. Yeah, right. I think um, I remember the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can like imagine that like liberating feeling of, oh my God, like, is, is this, is this what earning money could be? Like doing something yeah. that I really love? Like, I don't have to like serve people in Target. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, and I think every, person who has a small business or wants to start a business has a very similar feeling in the start when someone says okay no worries like I can pay you for this thing you know tell me how much how do I pay you and you go oh sure okay yep no worries let um, me um, figure out how to get some uh, invoice what's an invoice do I google how to make an invoice you know do you need one of those things you know it's it's exhilarating yeah 
I love that. In in um, season one the episode with Melissa Guller, she said the exact same thing sort of happened to her in her business journey. She Someone would come to her and they'd say, hey, can you, you know, can you do this for me? And she'd be like, yeah, 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 sure. And then she'd go home like, shit, Google, how do I do this? What do I charge for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I wonder I, uh, how many um, businesses have really like grown thanks to Google and YouTube oh my videos. God. Yeah, who needs to go to university when you've got Google? But I remember hearing a quote once and it was something along the lines of um, jump and build your wings on the way down. And I often think of that when I'm starting something new or I've got a bit of a challenge. I'm like, no, no, just say yes, figure it out later. Say yes and figure it out later. Yeah. I think that's a really good mantra to have, isn't it? Because ultimately we've got no idea we can we can map out like if you've got someone come to you with something new you're like okay well I can sit there and I can try and map out every single intricacy of every single thing that might happen but there'll be something that you miss um and if you go into it with the right now I'm perfectly organized attitude and then there's one little thing that you missed it'll throw you completely off the rails won't it yeah and not only that but you can miss your opportunity too like they've obviously come to you willing if someone comes to you really early on in the piece in whatever business you have or you're wanting to start something and someone comes to you and says, I'm willing to pay you X, Y, Z for something, they already have a level of trust for mm. you. Um, so, yeah, just yeah. And potentially see things. <laughs> yeah, potentially see things in us that we don't even see in ourselves. That's, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yep. <laughs> now, I remember, I think, I think it was the very first, I think it was the very first time you came and um, took photos of our family. You were pregnant. Oh. So- <laughs> it's from mum and dad. Was it your mum and dad? <laughs> how, has, how has motherhood changed how you run your business? Because, you know, I certainly know that, you know, I can, I can have an amazing day planned. I've got so much stuff planned in and client sessions or um, trainings or I'm doing recordings or whatever it might be. And then I get a phone call from school that one of the boys is sick and I've got to go into town and pick him up. It like it can completely derail things, can't it? But yeah. how's it changed how you operate in business? Yeah, it's a loaded topic, isn't it? It's a massive um, question. <laughs> yeah, I love it though. I love it. Um, so my daughter was born in January 2017, um, but she was born seven weeks premature. So prior to um, her being born, I had other jobs. So I was working in retail, cafe, barista, pouring coffee, all the things, random stuff. Um, and then she was born premature while we were away on holidays. And quickly within the weeks and months after her birth, I fell very deep into postnatal depression, post-traumatic stress after her, all the things. Um, photography, uh, like prior, sorry, prior, sorry, let me backpedal. Prior to her being born, the business was part-time on the side with me still working a normal, normal job. Mm-hmm. Um, And when she was really young, first couple of months, I wasn't really shooting a lot, spending a lot of time at home. And I kind of just fell into this like dark depth of postnatal depression. And I know a lot of people who will probably listen and you yourself may even have, you know, a bit of history there. And I know a lot of people do, but photography for me at that point was the only thing that I felt at that time, let me escape from her and how bad that situation was Um, she has complications with her health she has a rare genetic condition she was a um, very refluxy baby she still doesn't sleep she was a devil sleeper and so photography for me at that point was my biggest escape Um, 
And I remember having a chat to Ray about it. She would have been only three or four months old. And he's like, you need, you need to do this now. He's like, you can't go back to work. Um, you need to be doing like your photography full-time now or it's never really. Yeah. And so it was basically just, okay, no worries. Let's get you some childcare. Let's get some daycare and let's just dive head, head first into this because I need something away from you. Um, and I look back at my work in that first, you know, 12, 18 months after she was born and um, I don't like a lot of that work. And I don't like the way that I was shooting and, you know, I guess for people who aren't in the industry, like the way that I was editing and the way that my work looked. And I think that's because I was in such a bad headspace with being a mum that it was coming out in my work. Mm. Um, And it wasn't really until I came, I kind of came out of that, you know, postnatal depression phase and got some help that my work kind of started to shift and change. But I look I look back at a lot of things from that time and go, you were not in a good headspace and it reflected in my work. Wow. That's 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 fascinating. I think it's it's I mean, thank you for being so um so I can talk about babies that don't sleep all day. I have to say, uh, you 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 would hate me because I have to say, like both our boys were exceptionally good sleepers, and it's never anything that we've been particularly totally. challenged with. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong; like we've had our you have like teenagers now. Like we ha- we have our fair share of challenges. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not that it's been challenge free; it's just we haven't had the sleep thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so what did you, what do you think, like, what do you think you learn about yourself during that time then? Um, I think something that I learned early on was to be really open and honest with my journey as a new mum mm. and not be afraid to share that with my clients and my audience online. So I've always kind of had a relatively personal brand, like my business is me, my name is me, um, and I've always shared about um, home life stuff, but it wasn't really until I was in those dark months that I obviously needed an outlet creatively mm. for my photography, but it was that I can also help people by leveraging my audience, speaking about my experience, writing about my experience, and that I can help other mothers, not just in photography, but by just being an open, safe space online for them as well. Yeah. And so I found um, that I'd always been so resistant to like, um, I guess, being honest with my feelings and being open with all that sort of stuff. And I thought, well, look, I have this tiny baby. She screams lots. She cries lots. She doesn't eat. She doesn't sleep. And I need to take photos and I need clients and now I have a full-time business. So let's just jump on and be really open and honest about anything. And I swear that those few months of me being open and honest about all that sort of stuff online led to some of my best clients. And led that, and, and like I said earlier on, that was that superpower at the time was mm. just be yourself, just whatever's, whatever you've got going on in your life at the time that you feel comfortable sharing, that can be a superpower for you in your business. And that's... I, that 12, 18 months was when I've got my best clients, my most repeating clients, people that came to me and were like, even mothers that had teenagers at the time that were like, I see you sharing about your baby and stuff 
and I was in the same stage with my kids 10 years ago, but I could never talk about it. And I'm, I feel so comfortable with you now. Can you take photos of my family? Mm. And I thought all I'm doing is just blabbering about how my kid doesn't sleep. And I have all these people that are like, I trust you now. I trust you. And I'm like, what? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so something that I did learn about myself in those early years was um, whatever you've got going on, trust it and like talk about it and be open with people. And that's your superpower at the time. And if that's all you've got going on, then, you know, it's enough. That's, I think that's incredibly, yeah, I think it's incredibly (laughs) insightful. Like it's, it's really, again, it kind of feeds back into what you were talking about earlier as in, you know, don't waste the waste of energy and trying to be something that you're not so when you're going through that time when you're in when you were in that dark time of your life if you were going out trying to just push it aside and be like hey and everything's great and I'm the professional and you know no life is awesome baby's great I love being a mom you know it it would have come across so fake and it's and exhausting. You, it's exhausting. Yes. <laughs> I was exhausted enough as it is. I couldn't, I didn't have enough left in the tank to try and be anyone else. I was like, this is who I am. I am tired and I am pooped and I haven't showered in two days. And just, you know, this is who I am. <laughs> Love me. Like it or lump it. And then, yeah. hey, Christo, everyone's loving yeah. it. <laughs> and then people were loving it. And I was like, this is bizarre. <laughs> um, and then I thought too, like, there's a lot of deep psychology behind that um and like the book that I was going to recommend you later on too um kind of helped with a lot of that but yeah yeah, yes it was it was very interesting and for a while there it was like am I doing this right should I be sharing should I not be sharing and um yeah the conversations that it opened up with people just whether it was in my dms I was I was getting emails from people who I didn't even know that were like I've followed you for years and I just want to tell you that I have the same struggles at the moment and I don't feel alone thank you I don't know who you are (laughs) but thank you thank you you know I think that's awesome I think that's so awesome and I know there's if, if there's one thing that I'm really learning and it's probably being completely honest it's probably only been in the last Mm, six, 12 months myself, you know, it's just, it's really when you can relate on a really personal level, that's, that's when you can build those really deep connections, isn't it? But at the same time, we don't have to, if we're not comfortable sharing the personal side of our lives and and having our, and having our personality as part of our brand, we're not saying you have to do that. No, no, no. And it's definitely not for everyone. Like it totally depends on your business, what you sell, who your clients are, but then, you know, you can go and sell, I don't know, essential oils or cleaning products and be perfectly fine. And you don't have to share that part of your world, but I'm like photography is a deeply, deeply intimate experience for a lot of people. And how, how do I expect people to show up when they're not feeling comfortable about their bodies or they're a brand new mum and they've got a brand new baby and they're feeling like crap. How, how do I expect them to show up and be themselves if I can't show up and be myself? So they kind mm. of went, they, they, they've always gone hand in hand, but I didn't really know that until, you know, that season of my life. Mm. Um, but that that's for me and my business and the industry that I'm in, that's all it comes down to. If you want me to show up and photograph you and create really beautiful, really um, true, authentic, I hate that word, images for you and your family. I have to show up like that for you too. Um, exactly. And there's boundaries around what I do and don't share and um, and all of that. And I had those conversations with like Ray, my partner at the time, and 
and whatnot. But yeah, it was just a superpower, really. I'm curious. I want to pick up on the word boundaries that you put in um, that you slotted neatly into there. That's a really neat segue. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I, I'm fascinated. I, I'm, I ask everyone who um, comes on the show um, ab- about this. The sort of the non-negotiable rules. Um, if rules might be a bit of a harsh word, but you know, like boundaries. Like what? Do, what have you put in place? Because you do, um, you, your personality, your personal life, your feelings, like everything you're going through is so much of your brand. Yet at the same time, you've got this amazing ability to stand strong and be like, you know, no, this is, you know, this is how much I share. The rest of it is, is out of bounds. Like that's how it, it looking in, that's kind of how it comes across. Yeah. You know, you're so open, but yet you've obviously still got that like intimate you time that doesn't get shared. Yeah. What have you created to sort of enable that to work so well? Yeah. Well, I, I love that um, you can share your experience from the outside looking in and you obviously knowing my business quite well, what that looks like. Um, Cause sometimes I will think, am I sharing too much? Am I not sharing enough? So um, that's good. But yeah, boundaries um, also a hot word at the moment. Mm. Um, I think boundaries are not a one size fits all and rules for your business and your life are not a one size fits all. I think starting to like start where start with the people that are closest to you first so whether that's a partner husband wife kids your best friends start with them start with the very smallest circles um and you need to listen to the people that are closest to you as well like they will tell you what you should be doing better and what your like where where there are cracks you know is it the kids that are saying mom do you have to work every weekend or you know why do you have your phone at the dinner table or is it just another phone call mommy or is it your partner or your husband that goes you know do I have to pick the kids up again or is that like people that are closest to you will drop small hints telling you that you are not that you should be having some boundaries in place um and I think good boundaries come from rock bottom sometimes too um and you, not everyone who starts a business knows exactly what they need to put in place. But for myself, um, it's things like not using my phone after Olivia comes home from school or daycare. And if I do, it's just a five-minute scroll while she's in bed or something. Um, I don't answer emails after work hours. I have my work office um, hours on the bottom of my email signature. I don't... Uh, chat to people about sessions and inquiries via Instagram or Facebook. It's here's my email address. If you're interested, you need to email me. Um, It's, you know, like having good contracts and good systems in place and good communication boundaries too. So Mm. like um, making sure that when people come on board with me, they get a really good contract. In the contract, there's a communication section where it's like, I don't call me unless it's an emergency. We will only chat via email. Don't message me on social media and expect a reply instantly. And I think too, boundaries get a bit loose. Oh, sorry, no, that's not the right term. Like you're you're teaching people how to treat you in your business. Yep. So if you're replying to emails at 10 p.m. at night, people are going to expect that they can email you at that time and get a response. Um, And so you're kind of setting yourself up for failure when you're teaching people how to treat you. And then you kind of like backing yourself into a corner and then you get in your corner and you get to your rock bottom and you go, holy crap, I can't get back out of it. Um, 
so yeah, communication, having good contracts in place and making sure that people know that what I do, I take it very seriously. Um, and then just being mindful of the people that are closest around you um, mm. and looking for little red flags and warning signs. Um, and yeah, for me, that was not that long ago, probably six, eight months ago. I think I was working on a Saturday. It must've been a wedding or something. And Olivia said, oh, mommy, are you working again today? But it's the weekend. <sighs> and I just was like, oh, okay, <laughs> no worries. And she's almost five. And so when she was little, weekends weren't so bad. She didn't really know days. Yeah. But now she goes to school all week and she goes to daycare all week and she gets to the weekend and that's our time. And yeah. it was just a little bit of a red flag a couple of months ago that was, mommy, are you working on weekends again? And I thought, okay, I need to put some boundaries in here. So I don't work weekends anymore. Um, next year I won't be taking on any weekend work. So it's just, it is what it is. Make a rule, stick to it. <laughs> I love that. That That's quite a big a big thing, isn't it? Like at the start, you know, when you, you talked about what you do and what you photograph, you know, you photographed a lot of weddings previously and weddings are typically on weekends. Yeah. Um, Not all the time, but typically. So that's a really big. Yeah. Yeah. So weddings, weddings, I can still photograph on weekends. Um, But I think my busiest year with weddings, I think I shot 24, 25 weddings in 2019, I think was my biggest year. And that's on top of 40 to 50 families and, you know, 10 to 15 um, businesses throughout the year. So that's mm. quite a lot. Um, and the flip side of that is not taking on too much work, pricing yourself accordingly um, so that you're not um, overbooking yourself and um, maybe like increasing your, like, and I have done this, like increasing your pricing slightly to um, be able to take on less work but still make more still make the same if not more money like yeah um, and to be able to have the capacity to have things like weekends off and stuff absolutely and the other really massive thing that um has happened for for your business in the last 12 months is the opening of your studio which is (laughs) super exciting i think it's first birthday i don't know (laughs) that's crazy how the time flies open the studio (laughs) during the pandemic I've seen a lot of really like good businesses pop up during a pandemic so you know yes yeah yeah that was about 12 months ago yep yep opened a photography studio in the heart of Tumut I'd always wanted a space but um in small communities there's not always um spaces to rent and spaces to have um mm. I think the opportunity just came up just to have a look at something I'd driven past it a few times and thought hmm the light hits on those windows really nice in the morning I wonder what it would look like on the inside and stepped foot inside it and I said to Ray oh yep yeah this 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 is gonna work and he's like are you sure I was like yeah I don't know okay let's go (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it's been incredible yeah the studio is beautiful I love having a space away from home Yeah. Yeah. And it would, it would really, it would, even though like, um, because I know that there's, there's certainly a lot of um, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs uh, who sort of work from home that are in the audience and, and in the audience, in listening in and the, the thought of um, committing to a space or like a physical space outside of the home can be a really big thing, but at the same time, like that's, again, looking in, that's enabled you to really, you know, instill those boundaries even more, isn't it? Because you're not so restricted by shooting at certain times of day because of yep. the light or um, having to rearrange shoots because of the weather. You, you've got a lot more control, yep. which allows you to block your time a lot more effectively, I would yep. think. 
Yeah, 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 I would think. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, just assuming. Yeah. Well, that's what it looks like from the outside. Um, yeah, and I guess too, like having the studio, I knew that the demand was there. So there's no other um, photographers in this area or this region that work full-time or that have like a full-time business being able to serve um, like a large audience of people. Um, and the demand was there for me to have a space to be able to bring in commercial clients and babies and families and mini sessions and Christmas things. Um, so I knew before diving in that I'll, I, I knew that I was confident, right. If I have this, build it and they will come. Right. Like, yeah. um, so that part of it was fine, but yeah, you're right. Like having a space where I can pack up my bag or grab my laptop and go, okay, no worries. We're doing school drop-off. I'm going to go down to the studio. I'm going to be there between this time and this time, or I'm going to, um, you know, batch all my meetings on one particular day so that I can meet everyone in there. Um, like whether it's like albums or just meeting with clients and stuff um, and being able to have a space away from home that keeps me accountable that I need to be at. Mm. Um, and I think too, like, um, for a lot of businesses, I, I guess I'm, you know, listening in like, but being able to have something like that, that you're also accountable for having boundaries, but then accountability to have something else to pay for too. Like I need to make X, Y, Z because I need to pay for X, Y, Z. So that, that's been, yeah, that's a whole nother side. <laughs> but yeah, it's so, it's great to have somewhere to go to, somewhere to go, okay, no worries, here are my hours for the day. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to close the door I'm going to walk out and go home and then all my work stays behind that door. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that's awesome. I, think I really do. And I, I love, I love just watching the the, the evolution. It's great. I yeah. can't wait to see what 2022 brings. <laughs> I need a big space. <laughs> running out of room tell me like we've we've talked a lot about um personal ups and downs we've talked about sort of how your business has evolved how your thinking has evolved the things that you put in place what is it about what you do that keeps you going through the really tough times because let's face it like we've had a really we've had a really shit show of a couple of years in our region with bushfires and covid and lockdown and reopen and lockdown and reopen and it's been it's been this up and down hasn't it and so particularly for for a business such as yours where you weren't allowed to shoot for certain periods of the the year like i would imagine there's been some really tough times what yeah. is it that's kept you going through all of that yeah that's a really good question. I guess the the very honestly the very first thing that comes to mind when you ask what's kept me going is learning to stop mm-hmm. and learning to embrace quiet times and go, well, maybe I do just have to not work for 6 weeks. Maybe I need to up my game with education. Maybe I need to jump back into some of those courses I purchased years ago and rewatch something and instead of kind of panicking and floundering around trying to you know keep work or keep clients or go, you know, no worries, this will pass. It's only going to last this long. Let's be useful with my time and not waste it. Mm. Um like messing around and stressing about it too much and and you know thinking about what it is that I can control and what it is that I can't control like not being able to work um I god I don't even remember when the first lockdown was it's such a blur (laughs) um but I guess my industry was hit very hard in terms of its weddings um but I have quite a dynamic 
business. So weddings are not all that I do. So mm. all my family sessions and stuff that I had booked during all the lockdown, like during all the lockdowns, it was, hey, we can't do this. Let me know a time in this month and we'll reschedule it. Can't wait to see you soon, smiley face. And yep. people are like, oh, yeah, no worries. Okay, I can't wait to see you soon. Um, and being okay, like something else that's kept me going through all of that too is just being okay with, yeah, like I said, like the quiet time, like, mm. oh God, I don't know how much shit we bought for home to do craft and stuff with Olivia and camping in the backyard and, like, but they were some of the best times in her childhood, like, and I guess it's really been, if you can take anything good out of all of that, I've come back into busy season going, right, no, no, I do like spending time with her and I do need more boundaries and mm. it's okay to put thicker boundaries in place after hard seasons like that because it kind of throws you into the deep end of something that um, like has cracks in it or has something that you do need to work on, like whether it's your personal relationships or your friendships or like your relationships with your children, you're, you're all of a sudden thrown into the deep end of being at home with everybody mm. and maybe it's shine a bit of a light on um, like cracks in those relationships and you can come back into busy seasons going, okay, no worries. I don't want to go back to where I was that I was before all that hard season. Um, you know, next time this happens, if it happens again, it's not going to be hard. Or like, does that make sense? Yeah, like, it, does. it um, does. And it, like everything is hard. Like being in lockdown is hard. Not being in lockdown is hard. Like having a really busy business is hard. Having a really quiet business is hard. It's all hard. It's all, it can all be shit, but you have to be able to take um, good things from bad seasons and just apply it to the future. And yeah. Move forward. That makes sense. Yeah. No, it, it really, really does. And I think you're yeah. absolutely right. Like you hit the nail on the head in as much as sometimes it it takes a, a, a bad season or a challenge or something, uh, a bit of shit thrown in our path mm. to make us aware of the cracks that we might not otherwise have seen. Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's certainly something that I've, I'm taking on personally as well, like to be comfortable in the not busy, like we don't have to be flapping around doing stuff all of the time. Mm, um, yeah. And, and it, you know, that doesn't mean that we can't have a successful business. Like, you know, we, we no. don't, we don't have to making money and having a successful business doesn't equal 24 seven hustle, I think is what I'm trying to get at. No, um, no, it doesn't. No. And hustle is such a nasty word. And yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it is. And I think for so long, that whole, like, you got to be busy, you got to be doing something, you got to be switched on all the time is like, if you want a successful business, if you want clients, you need to be switched on, you need to be doing all these things. And it's not, it's actually the polar opposite. Like I have found a lot of success in some of my quietest quote unquote seasons and moments, because you allow yourself space to um, bring in like new clients or see areas where need improvement. And if you're constantly running at a hundred percent all the time, you have no time to slow down and see those things around you that are needing attention. So quiet seasons, like what we've had in the last 18 months have been a blessing in disguise. If you're just willing to be open to receiving it as a blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it comes nice full circle, doesn't it? That it all comes down to how we choose to look at it essentially. Yeah, your perspective is absolutely everything. And it doesn't matter whether you have a a new business and you're making $5,000 or you're a six figure business and you're making $500,000 your perspective is everything. And there's hard seasons, no matter what. And, um, you know, if you choose to constantly look at all the hard stuff and the shit stuff and 
you just that's not. what we're going to yeah. get more of yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> like yeah that, that's- yeah, it sounds so woo woo when you talk about that sort of stuff and I used to early on I used to hate people and they're like look at the good and don't receive the bad and I'm like whatever but now I'm like it's just so true it's just so true it, it is, isn't it? Like you can, you can, like, you can take away the woo-woo. Just, just think about, you know, like women listening, like who are, who are mums think about when you're pregnant, you know, your whole world revolves around being pregnant. Suddenly you look around and every second person you see is pregnant. And that's not because there's more pregnant people around. They're, they've always been there. It's just what you're focusing on now yeah. and that's yeah. what you that's what you see and yeah. so when you're focusing on the doom the gloom the shit the negativity it's so bad yada yada that's what you see but yeah. when you yeah. when you focus on the like abundance of this is great i've got all the time i need i've got all the clients i need yeah. um and, surround, and surrounding yourself with people who think the same or think higher than you like surrounding yourself with people who are either two or three steps ahead in business who are, you know, quote, unquote, more successful, whatever you think is successful, surround yourself with people who are further along the path than you and the conversation will be a whole lot different. Yeah, that's massive because we can be so easily dragged down, can't we? And it's and it's not always what I found as well. It's not always intentional. It's not always, um, you know, like you don't go to coffee with a group of old friends and their intent is to drag you down and, right. and like, you know, make you feel ashamed about how your business is going or doubt yeah. how your business is going. It's not their intention at all. It's just, you know, that's where that they're at and that's where you're at. And that's not you know, that's not me saying that you or I are above people either, but I totally understand what you mean. Yeah. Like you've got to surround yourself with people who are going to energize us and lift yeah. us up as opposed and it's to learning those. to be confident with whatever it is that you do and whatever it is that you sell and back to the core values. If you're confident in your values, in your boundaries, in what you're selling or what you're like your business, like literally like what you're selling, if you're confident in that and you know that it's good, um, literally like nothing will get in your way whether it's a hard season or comparison or someone else when you're just so confident with what it is that you bring to the table it, other people's opinions just don't matter don't matter exactly. what is it people's opinions don't pay your bills and they don't buy me coffee and like you know it's just yeah. <laughs> you yeah. need your coffee <laughs> yeah i need my coffee 10 a day no Oh, I love it. <laughs> for for those who don't know um, and have loved this conversation, I'm going to fire those quick fire questions at you in a moment. But for anyone who's not following you, where can they find you? Where can they find out more about what you do? Oh, I love this. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, social media, all the things, website at Rosalind Claire Photography. And in the last couple of weeks, I've started another little arm of my photography business by photographing boudoir for women. So I've got a separate Instagram page for that. So that's boudoir by Rosalind Claire. But you just Google Rosalind Claire Photography and you can find me everywhere. Oh, that is so good. I'm, I'm, I'm loving, we didn't, I can't, we can't even believe we didn't even get there. We can, we can talk about it now. <laughs> I, I love I, with just the, this is what I mean at the start there's just so much I can talk to you about I love it I love these conversations you go the the the, 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 the boudoir wing tell us about oh, that yeah so <laughs> um so boudoir photography right for women is essentially intimate beautiful sexy probably not wearing a lot of clothing photography specific just for women uh, there is currently no one in a, God, four or five hour radius that photographs boudoir for women. 
Um, I've always said to people, if you if, if someone's close to me, they'll know, oh, Roslyn's always wanted to photograph boudoir. And I guess with the last 18 months with the wedding industry and that kind of, um, you know, for the lack of better words, dying off a little bit, um, I've found gaps in my business being able to offer something else and something different. And I've got the studio, so the space is there. Um, and I've always wanted to photograph boudoir. So a couple of months ago, I just decided this is what I'm doing. Let's start a separate Instagram page for it. Let's start a um, private Facebook group so I can connect with women, see if there's a bit of a demand, um, throw some feels out there. And I was just bombarded with people who were like, I've always wanted to do this. And um, it's just been incredible. I've photographed a few clients in the studio so far. Um, and it is so empowering. Mm. <laughs> it is so for both parties, it's empowering for me to be able to say, hey, look, you are really beautiful, whatever size you are, let's get you in your favourite gear and, you know, get your butt out in my studio and I'll photograph you and I'll make you feel real good. And it's a lot of people have this um, idea that boudoir photography is, you know, for someone else's viewing, right? So it's for your partner or it's for your husband or, oh, I only need to do it before I'm getting married. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not why I wanted to do this I'm photographing women for themselves like mm. you come to me however you are in whatever season that you're in and let's make you feel real good and let's create some really beautiful pictures um if you want to share them go nuts but if you want to keep these all to yourself you totally can um and it's the, the response from it has been uh better than what I thought and I also thought like early on in the piece I thought there's a gap here and um I've always had this idea about you know if there's a gap you run you run yep. for it. you pick up your idea and you run head first at that gap in the market um so it's been incredible so far and we're only you know not even six months in watch this space it's gonna be good I think that's so so exciting so yeah that all people can find out all about that through your website and through your your main um insta and, and yeah instagram well, and stuff so. mostly at the moment yeah yeah yeah, yeah. love it love it love it love yeah. it Okay, You'll let's, have let's let's find out some quick fire. You already alluded to a book that you're going to recommend. Oh yeah, tell us, tell us about that book. <laughs> um, so the book, so the book that I recommend is Tribes by Seth Godin. I don't know yeah. whether anyone's recommended you this book before. I don't uh, think that one's come up, but I have, I have read that one. Yep. Have you? Oh, yep. good. Anything by Seth Godin is is incredible. But when I started um, chatting to you earlier about. Um, having a really personal brand and sharing a lot of your journey and embracing that this book kind of just solidified uh, the ideas that I had in my head as to why that, um, why that worked, how that worked and how I could leverage it to, you know, have a more successful business. Essentially. There's a lot of like aha moments in that book and I've read it a couple of times and highly recommend for anyone who, yeah, yeah. Just read it. Want to be wanting to build a community, wanting to connect, build deep relationships with clients yeah. and and, yeah. and networks yeah. around and, us. And and how to do that effectively. And um, he writes really like dot pointy, really small kind of nugget information. I digest that really well. Yes. So it's quite it's quite an easy to read. Yeah. 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 I've got it on my um, Audible list. I should go back and listen to it again because it's oh, probably a couple you? of years ago that I first listened to that one. So I can't yeah. do audio books. No. I need to be able to like highlight and stick and fold pages and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see I absorb I listen, to, I listen to all my books on audible first and then those that I really connect with then I buy the paper version to do just that 
Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, but I know, I know that I, I'm not going to say I'm too, I'm too busy. I don't have time because that's a whole heap, that's a that. fallacy. I just don't prioritize reading a book, whereas yeah. I will listen to a book like when I'm driving or when I'm pottering around. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. I love that. As long as you're digesting it, that's fine. Totally, totally. Yep. What about? Um, I always find this a really interesting question. What about a um, piece of tech or an app or a piece of software that's changed how you do business? Ah, uh, yeah. So two things came to mind. One really quickly. Uh, Google Calendar. Don't mm-hmm. underestimate the power of Google Calendar. Just having different colors for different notes and actually having a calendar on my phone and not in paper has been a game changer, but it, uh, I'm well behind that curve. Uh, and the second thing that I thought of was having a really good CRM for your business. So like a client relationship manager. Um, so managing all your um, all your leads, all your emails, all your contracts, questionnaires, communication, file sharing, all the things. Um, I use one called Studio Ninja. It's specific for photographers, um, but another good one is Dubsado. So it's an American-based company, and if you're offering offering a service-based, if like if you're a service-based business, um, it's a must-have. So gathering all your clients together, um, they're all they're all great. But having something like that to manage all your clients. Um, all your meetings and all your things in one place is um, yes, yeah, a must have. Uh, absolutely. Very intuitive and they sync with all the things and, yeah. Love it. Love it. Wherever you can put systems and automations and simplifications in place, yeah, I love it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. A lot of people that I've spoken to in the past about automations and systems and stuff think that they're too robotic or they're too, they're not personalised or um I have friends in the industry, they're like, oh, I could never send out automatic emails. And I'm like, why? Why? You're doing your clients a disservice by not sending them out automatic emails. Are you going to type out emails to 150 clients every single week? Mm. No, automate it, put a cute personal message in there, add a smiley face, and they won't even know, like, won't even know the difference. Absolutely. <laughs> I have so much to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a that could be a whole That's other a whole thing. other conversation. Sorry, <laughs> these are meant to be quick fire. Go. <laughs> They, I am shocking. Like I, I talk too much. I can't, a quick fire is, it just doesn't work with me. <laughs> what about leave us with, if you could give your teenage self one piece of advice, just one, what would you tell yourself? Uh, it would definitely be leaning into what makes you unique. Um, and that that truly is your superpower in life and in business. Um, that, Yeah. I struggle with that. If I could go back and tell myself who you are and the personality that you have is exactly your ticket to success, lean in straight away. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. I've got... I've got three projects at the moment on with uh, or potentially with um, school leadership programs. And that is just that's like the ethos of what they're all built around, you know, understanding what our superpowers are and leaning into them. So I could not agree more with that advice. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. All of your contact details will be in the show notes to this episode. So anyone listening in can just click away and find you really easily. And I'd encourage everyone to go and do that. Um, Thank you. It's been an awesome conversation. You're so incredible. Thank you so much for having me. And that's a wrap for episode number 32 of the Real Life Business Podcast. 
I would love to know what you took away from this episode. I always love chatting with Roz. She is a personal friend of mine. And as we said through the episode, she has photographed our family multiple times over the years. And I just love her energy and the enthusiasm that she brings to everything that she does. There are so many takeaways for me from this conversation, but I think a few to really highlight. The first being about seizing opportunities. We don't always have all of the answers. We don't always know exactly how things are going to turn out. And as we've spoken about in previous episodes, even if we do know, even if we have got a perfectly mapped out plan, stuff could still happen that's going to knock us off track. Things could still go wrong. Shit happens. Like I say, shit happens so many times. I should make that a hashtag actually. I'm sure it probably already is one, but I should start including it in my um, in my little list. Shit happens all of the time and things go wrong. But what we need to do is focus on the opportunities of those situations. When stuff happens or when stuff crosses our path, what is the opportunity in that moment? How can we take that moment and roll with it? I loved what Roz said about jumping and building our wings on the way down. It is so cool. It is, a you know, a, a, a a play on words, I guess, of the say yes and work out how. It's it's about having that mindset that we don't need to have everything worked out. We don't have to have our shit together before we move forward with something. If we see an opportunity, just jump and know that we've got the capacity around us to ask for help where we need it. The second really important thing that I took from this conversation is around boundaries and being really respectful of how we use our time. I talk a lot about um, blocking, about working when we are at our best, so structuring our day and our week around Uh, how we get our energy, the type of tasks that give us energy, use, set them, block them in times that work best for us. The type of tasks that drain us and and require a bit more focus, block them out, schedule them in for a time in the day, in the week where we're feeling at our most freshest and have really clear rules and standards around that, that we stick to. You know, I wrote about this in a recent um, newsletter, recent Real Talk newsletter, where when when we make commitments to ourselves, we need to honor those commitments. We need to stop letting ourselves off the hook because when we do that, we're actually teaching our unconscious selves that we don't trust ourselves or we don't value ourselves so that the next time an opportunity comes up, that's where all that self-doubt comes from. It's like, well, you can't do that. You're just going to back out of that. You're going to make something go wrong. So we need to start building our confidence muscle in us. We need to start building that belief in ourselves. And a big part of how we do that is by actually honoring the commitments that we make to ourselves. So I love what Roz was talking about in as much as knowing she knows what's really important. She knows what she wants to create and she's got systems and rules and automations and contracts and things in place to make that happen. Roz teaches people how to act around her and she upholds those standards. 
beautifully, I might add, as well. She's very, very open. If you follow Roz on social media, she shares a lot um, and she talked about the importance of a personal brand and and sharing that real-life aspect of of business and motherhood and that juggle and everything that we think about and everything that we go through. But at the same time, she has very, very strong boundaries and very, very high standards around how she expects people to interact with her, which I think is testament to all of us listening in. The final and most important thing I think that I've taken away from this conversation is about the importance of leaning into our superpowers. If you have followed me for a while, you will know I'm an accredited personality profiler and a massive, massive believer in understanding how we tick, understanding what motivates us, what drives us, what what can really hinder us, what our fears are. When we understand our superpowers, we can lean into them and we can create a business around them. And we can accept that what we are, who we are is enough. We don't have to be someone else. We don't have to pretend. We don't have to fake it till you make it. We don't have to put on a show. We don't have to put on a facade. We are who we are and that is enough. And, you know, Ross talked about trying to be trying to be someone we're not and, and, and how when she felt that she needed to act in a certain way, it's one, it feels misaligned. It feels totally icky and wrong and it's freaking exhausting. It is so, so exhausting to fake it till you make it and pretend to be someone that we're not. So I think if we can take anything away from this conversation, let's take away the importance of leaning into who we are. And if you want some help in understanding who you are, then shoot me a message and I will take care of that. Now, one last thing before I go, which is really, really exciting. And I have to share it right here, right now, when we've been talking to Roz is that Roz has agreed to jump into the Real Life Business Hub for the month of January 2022 to share with members all her expertise on building a brand online. So she's going to share her thinking around how she creates her personal brand online. She's going to help us to create that image that we want to create, create that story, create that narrative, help us to communicate the brand that we want to communicate to our clients. So that is going to be something super, super exciting for anyone who is a part of the Real Life Business Hub. And if you want to jump in on that, if you want to lock in um, your place in the hub right now before prices go up in January, then I'll attach the link to the show notes of this episode and um, you'll be able to get yourself in and get yourself set up in there ready for Roz's month of personal branding online in January 2022. Alrighty then, that is it from me for this week. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. If you're not already, jump on and follow me on socials at the Real Life Business Community. Subscribe on your podcast app of choice or on YouTube so you never miss a new episode when it drops. And get yourself onto my Real Talk mailing list for weekly doses of inspiration, business tips, recommendations, and Real Talk direct to your inbox. All the links to that are in the show notes to this episode. 
Also, just a reminder that the Real Life Business Hub beta offer is open for a few more weeks. So if you would love to grab one of those spots, simply drop me an email, send me an Insta DM or go check out reallifebusiness.com.au forward slash hub for all you need to know. I trust you have enjoyed this episode. Have a fabulous week and I will be back in your ears really soon. Bye-bye.